Another episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast, where we chronicle the baseball trip of a lifetime while raising awareness of the needs of children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clemens with my wife Patty. Hello. And uh, man, what did we had a, quite an exhausting weekend. We did. It was a busy weekend for sure. Fun. Although I got some relaxation on Saturday. Yeah, you did. Your birthday present. You got a little spa day. Yeah, that was awesome. And then Saturday night was a birthday party, not for you, right? but for Katie, because Katie's birthday was Thursday. She is my Leo pal. Yep. August Leo pal. Yeah. I'm your July Leo pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, so Chris and Katie, where we're staying in Peoria, Arizona, they had a bunch of people come over for Katie's birthday party on Saturday. Chris made his uh, world-famous carne asada street tacos. Right. There were a lot of steps going in there. They put us to work. Well, I told them to put you to work while I was at the spa. Yeah. Well, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I helped them clean up the house a little bit and uh, um, cut up a lot of that meat that Chris was grilling. Yep. We got to earn our room and board. Yeah, so yeah, we got to earn that. our keep. Yep. <laughs> so then, obviously, when you have a house party, it kind of goes late, although not as late as I kind of thought it might. Everybody kind of left around 11. But then we were up at 6 a.m. on Sunday because we went to the Grand Canyon. And I think it's an awesome thing that we're talking about our trip to the Grand Canyon as we get ready for Tuesday's Diamondbacks game against the Angels at Chase Field. That'll be our 26th stadium. But this is our 50th episode of the podcast. Woohoo! 5-0. Yeah, we launched it March 12th, and now we're at 50 episodes. We launched with four episodes on March 12th. We had four in the can, and now, boom, yeah, here we are. Yeah, it feels good to hit some milestones. Yeah, 50, 5-0. You know, speaking of milestones, I almost hit 20,000 steps on Sunday when we went to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, we walked a lot, and uh, you know, we talk about Holmes being the trail dog and turning into a mountain goat. Well, you know, that was me on Sunday, trying yeah, to be a little Yeah, you going out on the edges, and I'm like, you know, okay, that's far enough. Hey, I was not quite as crazy as the girls from Scotland, especially that that one who decided she was going to stand there on one leg and put her other foot over her head. Yeah, that was a little crazy, and we were all, everyone standing around yeah, was, like, was like, don't do no, that again. Don't do that. We're going to get everybody a heart attack. Exactly. But I mentioned these girls were from Scotland, though. They were probably, I don't know, 20 or so. Um, not 20 women. I'm saying they were all about 20 years old. But a lot of the people we met, whether it was on the shuttles, after we walked the rim trail for a couple miles, we did get on a shuttle to kind of go all the way to the end, and then we worked our way back. But really neat thing about going to a place like that is how many different people you meet. Right, different people from... From different places. Different places within the United States and And without. This group of girls, the the, the Scottish, it was uh, women from Scotland and Wales. But we also met people from Italy, Australia, Germany, Holland, England, France, Mexico, Canada, Colombia... 
Uh, and then in the states, I don't. I'm probably missing some states here, but right. Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois. We got we met people from both of our home states: uh, Idaho, Washington State, Virginia, Florida, New Jersey, Connecticut. I mean, you know, and yeah, it was just a great day. And of course, then you know when you find out where people are from, then the question comes back to where where are you from? And then we tell them what we're doing. And I think I handed out a lot of home run on wheels cards and told them about our how we're working with Children's Hope Alliance and yeah, and and it's it's pretty neat to be able to do that at a place like that in that majestic beauty and stuff and right and we were able to spread the message even further yeah by globally these <laughs> right um, now I don't think that the one French couple who we uh, met Odric had the uh, knee brace because he had torn his ACL and he was getting ready to have surgery in October he's having surgery but did not give them a card because they did not speak very good English and I really doubt they'd be listening to the podcast because it's not like we have a French translation thing on this (laughs) (laughs) probably not but that's okay it's still really neat to recognize that there are different people from different places but they're all coming to gaze in awe at this thing of beauty yeah I I mean it's 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 kind of surreal. Like when we got there, there was this haze. Uh, oh, yeah, we met a whole family from India. Forgot about them. Right. Yeah, they were on the. Uh, the, the they were kind of crowding the uh, shuttle bus there when we first got on it. Yeah, they had a big group. Well, oh, you're like saying fifteen people. Right. But um, but no, but when we first got there, there was kind of like this haze. Uh, it was late morning. It was like this haze just over the the canyon, and it, it almost didn't even look real. It was, it was like totally this, surreal, oh, and it, yeah. it felt like you're almost looking at a postcard. Yeah, a giant postcard. <laughs> right, a very big one. <laughs> but we will tell you all about our adventures Sunday at the Grand Canyon on this 50th episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast right after this word from Children's Hope Alliance. You see everybody else have a family. I remember just like, you know, like saying, what's wrong with me, you know? Josh spent 16 years in DSS custody after unthinkable abuse and neglect. He came to Children's Hope Alliance last year to join our independent living program to help him transition into adulthood. I'm thankful being an independent living of the Children's Hope Alliance because I don't know where else I would be. Independent living is just one of nearly 30 programs at Children's Hope Alliance. Visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate to learn how to help kids like Josh. In 2014, there were 702,000 cases of reported child maltreatment in the U.S. That's enough to pack Wrigley Field 17 times. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn how to give hope to a child. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org slash advocate. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. 
any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when He opened the door for them being my foster parents, He also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. Welcome back to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. And Patty, you wrote down a lot of notes when we got back Sunday night from the Grand Canyon. And so I'm just going to turn the floor over to you. So tell these fine folks about the Grand Canyon. We were talking about when we were there and as we were driving back, we were talking a bit about how much we liked the Grand Canyon and how much we also liked Yellowstone. And so I started looking up some information just to kind of understand and correlate some of the similarities or what have you. Um, So Yellowstone is 3,500 square miles. It is atop a volcanic hotspot. And the Grand Canyon is not as big as that, I don't think. But they don't really show the square miles. It's a little bit different. Right. Um, they say that it's 277 miles long. It's up to 18 miles wide. And it is the depth of a little over a mile. Right. But you could you could conceivably walk the entire south rim. It's a long way. Yeah. But especially on the end that we didn't go to, that was like 22 miles out to Desert View. Right. We didn't go to that. Which would have been neat to see that tower. but It would have. And so, again, we have to go back. Right. But... We also did not go down into the canyon because we just didn't have time with just a single day trip. And we had never been there before. So we kind of took it in from above. So I think if and when we do return to the Grand Canyon, we will do like an excursion, a rafting or a kayaking excursion on the Colorado River and actually go down into the canyon. Absolutely. Definitely there are two trails that we could see from where we were there was the hermit's trailhead or hermit trailhead which they recommend for experienced hikers right so we probably wouldn't be doing that one (laughs) but there is the The bright Bright angel Angel trail that was probably what we would do um but even you can actually walk the bright angel trail from the south rim to the north rim it's about 10 miles across and you can you can actually walk that it, it, it goes all the way through right and they were saying that you can there even take is a mule. right or there is a rim to rim race it is a marathon essentially i do some crazy I, stuff like that i later. would not do that you're I the wasn't one asking you to do that because I know you wouldn't. Yeah, no. I you're, barely you're, got. You're, to you're lucky I did a 5K in exactly. Seattle. Exactly. I barely got you to do that. <laughs> and afterwards, you weren't on the runner's high and saying, woohoo, I want to do it again. No, not at all. Nope. Some people asked me, it was like, oh, wasn't that great? I was like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was for a good cause. Right. We refused to abuse 5K in Seattle to try to prevent domestic violence. Right. So anyway, they do have this race through there. And I think that might even be for a charity. I'm not sure. A lot of times they are. Right. But anywho, I'm going to look that up. Okay. I would like to maybe put that on my bucket list. So we shall see. You know, there's also in San Francisco a 
I don't know if they call it bridge to bridge, but yeah, the, what the put, Golden Gate Bridge or the Bay Bridge? Yep, something like that. Yeah, I'm putting some of these on in the back of my mind to train for. But anywho, you could walk the rim for sure, and it is from the visitor center where we parked to the village is 2.1 miles, and then it's seven miles from the village to Hermit's Rest. Yeah. And so, it's from the village to Hermit's Rest where we took the shuttle about, I don't know, 80% of that. We, we did walk some. But, uh, but yeah, like you said before, we put in a lot of steps. We did. Like I said, about 20,000. Yep. And it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And just, it's amazing. You know, you're you're seeing this. As we said, it was surreal. But you think about how that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I was drawing similarities to that in Yellowstone, Yellowstone being atop a volcanic hotspot, and there is a geology museum there along the trail, and they showed how the Grand Canyon was formed, and that had something to do with the continental shift, mm-hmm. um, the con- continent of North America moving north. And there, as it did, it picked up some island, some volcanic islands, and those were fused into the continent. And then, actually, what happened is the plateau, the land went up. It's not that the land was carved out. I mean, it was carved out later. By the river, yeah. By the river, by erosion, etc. But it was more that the plateau was actually pushed up, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and speaking of erosion, the rocks on the trails that we were climbing on and walking on, those rocks are slick because they've had millions of people walking over them, and so they just get kind of worn down. Right. That was kind of scary at, at, at some parts where you're trying to walk out to a, a point and to get a good view, and yeah, those are some slippery rocks. Yeah, you were scrambling all around on rocks in Yellowstone and, and various other places we've been to. It was a little different when they're all yeah. slickery. That's not a word. <laughs> it is too. Look it up. Yeah, no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in the Patty Dictionary, but I think Webster disagrees. There should be a Patty Dictionary. We're going to have to work on that. <laughs> no, but and they're also a little bit porous. I don't know if you noticed that, yeah. but obviously there's still erosion happening. You mentioned the Geology Museum and the Grand Canyon. It's like a geologist paradise i mean it's a a playground because you have so many different types of rock there's granite there's that uh bright angel shale um you know the red rocks i don't i'm not i'm not a geologist but i mean just uh lava stone they have there i mean so just so many different types of rock and it's it's unbelievable well and that's what you can see and that what that is what makes it even more majestic yeah yeah. the layering that you can see there the red the white the, and the black and gray and, yeah, and the green trees then was, oh my god so 100 foot tall trees down near the, the river they look like bushes right from from up above that <laughs> yeah. gives you perspective when the guy said that that they were 100 feet tall and they just look like scrub brush yeah from where you're at that gives you huge perspective on how vast it is and it's a lot of fun we did see a lot of kids there enjoying yeah, it with their we, families yep. as well we so did. it's a great family spot to go to. Oh, without a doubt. And dog-friendly for the most part, too. Right. You can't take dog on the shuttle, but you, know, you can walk. The, we saw a lot of dogs walking around uh, on, on the rim trail. So 
Yeah, we even saw that in the village they have a kennel. So if you wanted to bring your dog and then put them in the kennel for a little bit for a rest because it's a little warm, but not too bad, actually. No, it really wasn't. That's kind of one thing I'm curious, too, is like how much the temperature changes down in Inside the, canyon the canyon itself. I don't know if it's cooler or hotter. I meant to look that up, and but we didn't have service really up there. No, not um, so much, which but, can be a good thing. But the Grand Canyon, I mean, we're going to throw some pictures up on the uh, Home Run on Wheels website in the photo gallery, but pictures don't do it justice. It's 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 unbelievable. Like we keep saying, it's surreal. I mean, it's when you first look at it, it's like, wow, is this actually a thing? Is this real? And for us seeing it for the first time, we were amazed. It was absolutely stunning, and yeah, we were in awe. As were the thousands of people who were there with us on Sunday. <laughs> right. And you mentioned the haze a little bit. Some of that was the morning haze, but there's actually some wildfires going on on the yeah. north rim. We even saw a sign driving back Sunday night. Wildfire. Do not report because they don't want to get flooded with calls when they already know there's wildfires. So, yeah, unfortunately, that that just plagues the West, especially California and Arizona and and, uh, Western Oregon because it's it's kind of a desert climate and it's so dry every year. Yeah, lightning strikes and things like that can make it happen as well. Do not throw your cigarette butts out the window. That contributes to it as well. There was actually a sign. I don't know if you yeah, noticed use that. Yeah, user ashtray. Yep. Yep. Wildfire risk high. Use your ashtray. That's what right. it said. Yes. It's Monday, tomorrow night, stadium number 26, as we said, Chase Field, the Anaheim Angels. And I refuse to call them the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That's just stupid. To me, they are the Anaheim Angels. And the Arizona Diamondbacks will be playing at Chase Field. We are going to go with Chris and Katie and two of their three kids who are here. Gracie is eight and Jonah is 12, and I don't know. this. I'm pretty sure this is going to be Gracie's first baseball game. We shall find out. Yeah, um, and I don't know about Jonah. Jonah might have gone to a game before, but uh, I'm almost positive it's Gracie's. It's going to be Gracie's first game. Well, so, that'll be exciting because I know she gets excited and it's fun to watch yep. the kids enjoying the game for sure. Yes, and we're going to have a good time. We're looking forward to that, and we will have a full recap and a little brief review of Chase Field on Thursday's episode of the Home Run on Wheels podcast. That'll be episode number 51 because this was episode 50. And guys, uh, for I don't know if anybody's listened to all 50 episodes, but if you have, let us know. I hope we've improved, especially with the audio. Uh, over the uh, like We had some issues there early on, but I hope things are good now and you guys are happy. Please give us feedback. Let us know what you think. And thank you again for continuing to listen and supporting Home Run on Wheels. Have a great week. I don't-